What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? Hope y'all blessed, amazing, great, the whole nine. My name is Michael Benjamin. If you don't know already, this is your first episode. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. All right, let's get straight into the episode. It might sound a little bit different from usual because um, I am in the car right now, and I'm on the road, and I wanted to be consistent, you know what I'm saying? And I realized, I was like, yo, shoot, I didn't even upload an episode. Or I didn't record an episode. And um, it's about to be Sunday, basically. So, yeah, man, this episode is going to be uploaded in time to keep that consistency. Because I did say, um, if y'all pay attention to words, which you should pay attention to, especially with credit, consumer laws, all that. I specified in the last episode, I said new episodes on Sundays. I didn't say every Sunday. I said on Sundays. So, Technically, I could have been like, yo, I'm going to miss this Sunday. I'm going to come back next Sunday. I'm going to come back five Sundays from now. You know what I'm saying? But now we're going to drop this episode. I just wanted to drop a quick one on y'all, as y'all can see in the title. I'm going to give y'all the sauce on removing these Experian inquiries. But just an update real quick. So just moving forward as far as the episodes, I was thinking about the fact that maybe I should discuss you know, my experience with banks and stuff like that. I know everyone's at different levels as far as where they are at in terms of their credit journey. Maybe you are fixing your report. Maybe you are ready for funding. Maybe you are ready for leveraging because you already got funding. You know what I'm saying? So I think it might be beneficial for me to talk about different banks that help me. Um, Just be more intentional about it. I've obviously talked about the Discover It card um, I don't know if I've talked about KeyBank. It might have just been on my Instagram. If you don't follow my personal Instagram, you can do so at Mike O. Benjamin, M-I-C-H-O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. And um, yeah, it's kind of a busy weekend for me personally because I flew out my parents because uh, my mom's birthday is coming up. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, cancer season. Um, besides my mom, we're not rocking with them cancers and no, I'm playing. But yeah, cancer season, it is what it is. So, yeah, I just figured I would get this episode off real quick. So, yeah, let me know how y'all feel about that. If I should move forward with speaking about my experience with banks and things like that. Um, I've noticed over the last couple episodes, the podcast audience has been growing. So more of y'all are tapping in. Um, You know, DM me what you think about it. DM the CA Tactics LLC IG what you think about it. And, yeah, let us know. So also, second update. Well, 1.5 1.5 update before we get into two because i'm in the car i don't got my you know sound effects and all that so don't be expecting any um you know bombs or horns to be dropping all that all right update number two and the last update before we actually get into the episode so what i was thinking is that because everyone's at different levels i don't want to make people that are at more advanced levels wait so i'm thinking that we're going to have a limit in terms of just structuring your credit report, right? So I hope y'all get my point in saying this. So what I'm saying is that I'm going to upload enough episodes to where you should know what to do as far as, you know, um, I don't want to say fixing because when we talk about, you know, 
consumer laws. There's no such thing as fixing credit. But you, but y'all know what I mean. So when let's say you're in the fixing process of your credit, right? I'm gonna upload enough episodes for y'all to be able to do it, right? You can go back, backtrack, all that. And if I upload more episodes, it's gonna be for the purpose of if there's new information, like maybe something that I said before is no longer working, just update stuff like that, right? My point in saying that is because some people are in the repairing phase, repair, quote unquote. Some people are ready to where their report's already good. They want to know like the funding secrets and stuff like that. That's why I'm releasing my funding secrets book that allowed me to get over um, 80,000 in personal credit, right? So I know if I was able to do all that, y'all should be able to get at least half of that, at least 40,000 in revolving credit. And the reason why, if you're not familiar, why we want to have high limits like that in, as far as our uh, credit utilization is because when you have a lot more, you're gonna, your utilization rate is going to be low, but it also allows us to leverage for different things like uh, being able to get designer for free and things like that. I just ordered um, a couple a couple uh, designer stuff and I was off of leveraging my credit, you know, uh, manufacturer spending, getting it for free type stuff. I just got... um. What what I ordered? I ordered a Javanchi or Balenciaga wallet. I forgot what it was, but it but it's gonna be um coming. So someone might look at it like, oh, you so dumb. You spending over four hundred dollars on a wallet or something like that. But the thing is, I leverage my credit and I'm able to get it for free. So someone else might be like, oh, you should have used a four hundred whatever to get something else. But it's like it's about what you want. At the end of the day, it was free. At the end of the day, it could be a tax write-off. You know what I'm saying? Because it could it could align with my brand and stuff like that. So just be aware of you know the power of credit and how you can leverage. So my point in saying that is that look at um, what I'm going to upload possibly as far as credit as a limited series before I start hopping into all of this um, leverage stuff. I see this dog walking out here. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm outside. But basically. Yeah, that was that was my that was my whole point. And then understand that um, the last credit ebook that you'll ever need, my ebook, as far as credit structure and everything, is going to be releasing. So if you want to get in tune with that, click the link in my bio. Click the link in the CA Tackers LLC bio. Click uh, fill out the first link, which is a Google form. It'll get you on the waiting list, basically. So if you if you need that, as far as like the data points and all that, I think I've dropped a, a separate episode speaking about the data points. Like my point being. I'm not going to keep talking about, you know, the structure of credit. We're going to move forward. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about um, Experian and just removing the inquiries. And I know, like I told y'all, these credit repair people, they're going to be pissed. They're going to be mad. They're going to be tight. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to be giving y'all the sauce on how to do things that they're going to charge you for. Right. I think the foundation is that y'all should be able to know how to actually fix your credit and get it in good shape as far as the data points, all that. And that's why I'm dropping, you know, this podcast and stuff like that. The reason why I have the ebook out there is for additional information. If you listen to the podcast, you technically do not need the ebook, right? Because I'm going to be giving you all the sauce on everything. So don't complain to me about, you know, the price on the ebook or whatever. Anyways, I digress. So how to remove Experian inquiries. I'm going to give you the sauce on how to do it step by step. But before I get into that, let me just talk about Experian inquiries. So the whole thing with Experian inquiries is, or not just even Experian inquiries, but just inquiries in general. So if you don't know what inquiries are, uh, let me just explain that real quick. I, I think most of y'all know, but it's basic. there's basically hard inquiries. There are soft inquiries. I'm going to talk about hard inquiries because that's what affects your credit. Soft inquiries are basically things like if you're checking for a pre-approval for cards, you're checking your credit, things like that. 
it's going to report on your report, but it doesn't actually count in terms of your credit score, if that makes sense. Hard inquiries reports on your account. It counts in your credit score, right? As far as um, good data points, you don't want to have more than two to three within the last six months, maybe a year before we go into the funding stage, right? And hard inquiries, they stay on your credit report for up to two years. But the thing about hard inquiries is that if you have hard inquiries from something like you apply for a credit card, but you got denied, you can remove it because it's not going to be tied to an open account. But this is um, this is the opposite side of it. If you have a hard inquiry and it's tied to an open account, you do not want to remove it. You probably should not be removing it. And I'm going to be transparent with y'all. I've removed a hard inquiry that was tied to an open account just because I was daring like that. But I don't want to give y'all that advice to be going and to go and be removing hard inquiries tied to open accounts because the risk is you risk possibly um, them closing the account. I'm talking about credit cards. It may be different as far as like auto loans and uh, maybe you're applying for an apartment and stuff like that, right? But in my experience, I like speaking from experience. In my experience, I typically do not remove hard inquiries tied to open accounts, which you probably should not do because you risk it closing. But like I said, I've done it. I've done I've done an example of where I removed a hard inquiry tied to an open account. They did not close the account. I don't know if they're going to close it in the future, you know what I'm saying? Or if I just, you know, ran off and I got lucky. But my advice is do not remove hard inquiries if they're tied to an open account. If you got rejected, right? If you got rejected from a credit card you applied for, you can remove it because it's not going to be tied to an open account. If you um, went to the auto dealership, right? And they ran your credit up so many times, it's not tied to an open account. You can remove it. My point being, understand your situation, know what you can what you can remove. All right, let's get straight into it. So you might want to write this number down. This is the number that I use specifically. You, there's a lot of different numbers you could possibly use, but this is the experience number that I call specifically. So it's 1-800-493-1058. 1-800-493-1058. You're going to call that number, right? Once you call that number, they're going to prompt you. They're going to ask you, to enter your social security number. You're going to enter your social security number then you're going to press two for uh, credit questions. They're going to be like, oh, for credit questions, press two. You're going to press two. Once you press two for credit questions, you're going to press one for your credit report. After you press one for your credit report, you're going to press two for dispute. After you press two for dispute, you're going to press three for fraud. They're going to say, are you asking about a new dispute or old dispute? Because you're calling for the first time, I'm assuming, you're going to say new dispute. And then they're going to ask you about what part of your credit report. You're going to say inquiries. Then you're going to get transferred. When you get transferred to a representative, you want to ask to speak to the fraud department. Ask to speak to the fraud department, right? And then once you get transferred to the fraud department, specifically tell them. You can quote me verbatim. This is literally how I would do it. If y'all, if y'all want me to, because um, sometimes I record myself speaking to these bureaus and stuff like that. So if y'all want me to maybe post an example of something like that, let me know. Uh, maybe I'll go apply for something on purpose, get it on my report, and then get it removed. It, it's very easy, right? So let me know. DM me if, if y'all want if y'all want a recording of me actually doing it. So yeah, once you get transferred and you're um, and you you ask to speak to the fraud department, you're gonna specifically tell them. I have fraudulent inquiries on my report that I need removed, right? 
and specifically told him because I messed up like this one time, right? The lady, one of the representatives, she was saying something that I didn't understand. I think she was asking me for a phone number. And what had happened was I gave her the information and then they placed a fraud alert. You don't want to place a fraud alert on your report. So you can tell them ahead of time. You could say, I have unauthorized inquiries. On my, I have unauthorized inquiries on my report. I have unauthorized fraudulent inquiries on my report that I need removed. And then specifically tell them, I do not want a fraud alert placed on my report. Because basically with what's going on, because they're unauthorized fraudulent, you're essentially saying that um, maybe there was identity theft as far as it going to your report and don't be scared about that because technically by law identity theft means no consent you didn't consent for the inquiries to be on your report right so you're demanding they, they be removed because you're a federally protected consumer pursuant to title 15 chapter 41 right so just remember that that's a law talk you know we'll talk about that on a different day so once you tell them that, they're going to pull up your report and they're going to be like, okay, what are the inquiries? You're going to list them off one by one, right? If you have 80 inquiries, list them off one by one. Uh, maybe Capital One on June 1st of 2021. Let them know. Make sure that they are not tied to open accounts, right? Because like I said, you risk possibly them closing the account. That's basically it, man. That's the sauce you need to remove these experienced inquiries. It's a lot of um, these credit repair people. They charge people for this kind of information, right? Experience the easiest one. I'll, I'll drop a separate episode on um, Equifax and TransUnion. Those are a little bit more tougher. Equifax, they tend to be hoes. TransUnion, they tend to be hoes, but you know, there's there's a way around it. I'll, I'll, I'll cover that in a different episode, right? And, uh, and then just be aware, we're talking about law now. 15 USC 1681, right? That is a Fair Credit Reporting Act. 15 USC 1681 C-2 specifically, that speaks about the block of information from identity theft. Remember what I said earlier. Identity theft, by law, definition, is no consent. You didn't consent for it to be on your report. So remember, 15 U.S.C. 1681 C-2 is the block of information from identity theft. I want you to look that up and read up on it. It basically talks about um, the fact that if you were to submit like an FTC report, which is um, identity theft. That's more so for like Equifax or TransUnion if you're trying to remove those. Basically, by law, they're supposed to remove it once they receive it within four days. That's what the law says, right? So if we want to get deeper in terms of credit, if they don't remove it within those four days after they've received it, they've uh, violated the Fair Credit Reporting Act and you can get them under 15 U.S.C. 1681 right? Or 15 U.S.C. 1681N, which is uh, willful noncompliance. You can use either or. Basically, that would be a violation of at least $1,000. That's a deeper process, but I just wanted to keep the episode simple. Um, and yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much it. Let me know if y'all got questions, but that's how I do it. That's how it goes. If y'all got um, any value from this episode, leave me a five-star rating. Do what you got to do. Go get those inquiries removed, and let's get to this back. Y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with CAP and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.